The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm your host, Raider Greg, and this is the postgame for the beatdown of the Raiders in our season opener at home. An embarrassing loss. I'm freaking blown away. You're going to hear about it here on show 417. First, the disclaimer. Put the kitties to bed, turn the computer down, and get ready. Because Raider Greg is fucking going off on this show. And I don't even want to use expletives. I am so absolutely disgusted. With that, on today's show, we will have... The postmortem for the most horrific football game I have seen since the second Art Shell debacle in 2006. The countdown has begun for the Reggie McKenzie Dennis Allen boot your ass on out of Oakland situation. We're going to hit on that for sure because there's a lot to say there. With all that being said, we are going to have, and suggested by a fan no less, a Raider Nation suicide hotline or suicide prevention line or don't even think about it, they ain't worth it line. That's what I'm talking about. That should wrap up the show because that'll be the bone line, folks. And then I'll leave you my last little bit before we take off to New England. Oh, and by the way, here's the pregame for that game. Uh, Let's try to play some football, okay? That's it. Well, the 2014 Oakland Raiders season opener at the OCO.com was a freaking blast as always. The bad boys of barbecue were getting it done. The party was on. And the Raider Nation has a great vibe. It always does. We have hope, man. Who cares what happened last game? This is our house. This is our season opener. And we're going to show our team some love. And it was palpable. The fans were there from across the freaking globe. From Germany, Australia, England, Japan. You name it. Fans traveled from all over the globe for this game because it is very, very special. The season opener is always off the chain. Who cares what happened last week? The fans, hey man, we know how to get it done. From the Bandito to the Violator to Gorilla Rilla. I mean, (laughs) the whole gang was up in the house, Raider Jerry. I mean, I know I'm leaving people out, but man, the tailgate was off the chain. And if you were there, you know it was. It was a great time. Everybody had fun. 
It was just epic and classic because this is the best part about Raider football, unfortunately, because then we had to walk into the Coliseum and get treated to a plate of steaming shit. This game was akin to maybe waterboarding or perhaps having your fingernails and toenails pulled out by a pair of pliers. I would say that's probably close. How about a root canal with no anesthesia? The game seemed to get worse by the minute. Just when you think it couldn't get any worse, there's a double fumble. How often do you see a player fumble a ball two times? The defense, the backbone of the Oakland Raiders, were not even in the freaking house. Who stole these players, and where did they go? Justin Tuck, Lamar Woodley, uh, Antonio Smith, Khalil Mack, Burris. The only defensive players that played worth a shit were C.O. Moore, Woodson, and Tyvon Branch because those were the only motherfuckers doing any tackling. You know, there's a great picture, and it's on the blog, Raider Take. You should, you should really look at it. The take is awesome because it's very true. But it shows five Raider players running behind Arian Foster as he runs for a touchdown. That sums up the game. 138 yards he had by himself. I, and Blue, a guy had 55 yards. In the last two games, we have been gashed over 400 yards rushing on a defense that was supposed to be well-improved at the tune of $50 million, man. With Ryan Fitzpatrick, a shitty quarterback, the Bills shit-can this guy, and a team that's not all that great, the Texans rolled through us like a hot knife through butter. They ran the ball at will. And when they got stuck with a three and long, it was no problem because they made that two. One drive was almost 10 minutes long. 10 minutes. Listen to what Charles Woodson has to say. And I feel bad for this proud, great player that once played for a team here in Oakland that was worthy of his freaking time. We suck. Today, I mean, that's... that's that's as blunt as I can put it. Collectively, we, we look bad. And, and it's, it's, it's frustrating because, you know, everything that other people say about you, we're, we're making them right. You know, before the Texan game, I called this radio station. I think it's 790. It's in Texas. It's in Houston because Houston Raider Steve said this guy was ripping on the Raider Nation and the team. And so I just gave the guy a call, and here's what happened. The Texans are going to force uh, Derek Carr to go into a lot of third and longs and a lot of passing situations. Rookie quarterback, first home game, nervous as all get out, playing in front of the borderline criminals in Oakland. Come on now. 713-212-5790. All right. Uh, Raider Greg is calling from Berkeley, California. He must have been listening to us on iHeartRadio. Raider Greg, we will let you, uh, I'm going to assume when I ask for a Raider fan that this person probably doesn't have much more than a high school education. He probably has spiky shoulder pads. He 
he uh you're currently probably on probation uh you're an hourly employee now there's nothing wrong with that but it just it just adds to the mix and um you do have a criminal record of some sort and you let's see what else is there um and you just and you scream about you scream the phrase commitment to excellence at least three times a day Right now, let's go to uh, Raider Greg in Berkeley, California, 1235. RG, good afternoon to you. Well, good morning. I guess it's afternoon where you are. It's kind of morning still where I am here in Berkeley, California. Let me just correct you for just a second. I I did graduate from college. I have no criminal record. I'm a firefighter, uh, almost 25 years here in uh, the lovely city of Berkeley, California. And I am a diehard Raider fan. Um, so <laughs> it, you're funny. You're almost funny. If it wasn't so tragic and 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 misguided, it'd be funny. All right, let's run through. Let's run through some of the things I said. Uh, the Raiders have more fans with criminal records than probably anybody else in the NFL. Would that be safe to say? No. Oh That's come on! Oh come on! We've seen Raider games there in Oakland for a long time. Seriously, have you been to a Raider game in Oakland? Seriously, I would never want to go to an Oakland game in Raider. Okay, I, I would be so, afraid for so my you life. Have no firsthand experience at that. See, I've been to a Texans game. Never nice. Yeah, it's because Raiders. because we behave ourselves and we don't. Finish. Let me finish. All right. And I've traveled all over the country. Seeing games, opposing teams, opposing fan bases all across the United States. Mm-hmm. I have a blog. I, I do a podcast, RaiderNationPodcast.com. I'm very active in the NFL as far as the Raiders are concerned. So, you know, you can throw a lot of misnomers out there. A lot of people do. But that's very untrue. And you don't have facts to base it up with, with back it up, which is even really that's kind of your job as a media person is to vet yourself. On facts, and those aren't facts. All right, let me let over under. Let me tell you, I would invite you to come to my tailgate, which is very popular. Uh, You know, we serve about 100, 150 people every game. Um, Bad Boys of Barbecue, please come. You will have a terrific time. No one's going to spit on you, stab you, shoot you. You're going to have a great time. You're going to get to know the fan base here of Oakland. There's children, women, men, women, and children of all ages. Uh, it's a great fan base. It's a family-friendly fan base. And, you know, trouble across the NFL is everywhere. There's bad people in every team, including yours, the Texans. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa. <laughs> Simmer down now. Let's not start making stuff up here on the radio show. We only speak oh, in facts. No, no, no. Let, me, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Of the 45,000 people that come to your games, okay, because you know your games don't sell out. I mean, we know that already to be fact. How many of them have ankle monitoring bracelets? <laughs> First of all, it's not a fact because we've sold out more games in the last two years than any other team with that record. Do you understand? Do you know that's a fact? We have more fans come to our stadium for a team that's having a tough ass time than any other team in the NFL. That's not true. The Texans have gone to have been to have had two playoff seasons and this stadium has been sold out every single time. You guys never get to see home games because they're always blacked out. Well that is not true, my friend. I, we gotta check the facts. Yeah, all right. Room. Is this is it, first of all, your stadium's been lowered capacity. Second of all, your urinals don't work. Third uh, it's the toilets. 
It's not the urinals. The oh, urinals that's even worse. You don't even have proper toilets. The urinals work just fine. Oh, okay, congratulations that half the urinal, that half the thing people use to go to the restroom work. Congratulations. That's true. That's true. Raider Greg, I'm just telling stadium. you, Here's we're afraid of y'all. Because, really? Yeah, because first of all, y'all are delusional. You think your team's on the cusp of winning the AFC West. You might win three games this year. Maybe. Oh, we're having a tough time. I've, I've never said, you could, let, you could look at my podcast. I've been doing it for nine years. I'm very factual about my team, my friend. Very factual. Um, we're not going to the playoffs. We're, we're struggling. Um, how, did you find like, out, how did you find out about this radio show? I'm curious. Oh, I, I have fans all over the place. And one of my fans said that you were really giving the Raider Nation a hard time. Yes, I am. All right, let me ask you this. So for me, I find it enjoyable to come on and share the truth, which is the truth. I would really love for you to come and enjoy yourself at a game. I wish you were coming this Sunday. Uh, you know, I'm you very, very, very busy. Very busy. Person. Uh, let me ask you this. Are you, a pro- you said you're a fireman. Are you also a probation officer? <laughs> no, I'm not. All right. Um, you know the rest of the NFL is afraid of y'all. We're just well, we we people well, put their here's what here's what we do. Other teams come in and they put their wallets in their front pocket. They walk straight from the parking lot to the stadium. Do not pass go. Do not stop. And ultimately, they hide in corners of the, where the bathrooms do work. And that is the funniest thing I could ever believe. Because that's true. People got afraid to come to Oakland. It's the funniest thing ever. Yeah, because we don't want to be stabbed. We do not want. We do not want. Look, we come. Hey, we come to the Bay Area. Let me tell you something. When we come to the Bay Area, Raider Greg. We want to go to Ghirardelli Square. We want to go to the pier. We want to go take a tour of Alcatraz. We do not want to go to the emergency room. And going to Raider games um, uh, multiplies that opportunity by tenfold. Oh, my friend. You are so wrong. I mean, you're so wrong. It's, it's funny. It'd be funny if it wasn't, you know, if it wasn't so ignorant. It'd be really funny. But you All can't right. base that on fact because you've never been to a game in Oakland. And when you do, or if, until you do... You have no basis for your opinion. Your opinion is worthless. That is not because true. You have no I am a, a Brader Greg. I'm a major market radio host. that has been on the air for 20 years. I've watched 20 years of Raider futility. It's just when people think of class and dignity, they think of the San Francisco 49ers. They don't think of the Oakland Raiders. Oh, you think? Oh, so they have more convicted actual felons and people in trouble on the Niners than we've had in decades. I'm telling you right now, they have more trouble with the law over there in San Francisco. All right, I'm going to leave fact, you one more thing. Than we have on anybody on our team. Anyone. I, I'm going to leave you with one more fact. According to Forbes <laughs> magazine, the third most dangerous city in America is Oakland, California. It's very dangerous city. There's so no why would anybody want to go there? I don't. I want to live. I want to walk my daughter down the aisle. I don't want Raider fans stabbing me if I say go Texans. The Coliseum is not full of Oakland bad people. The Coliseum is full of doctors, lawyers, police officers, firefighters, plastic surgeons. Ex-cons. There's all types of fans. And trust me, my friend. The, the stadium that you call home 
is not squeaky clean. It is a palace. It is a palace. We've never had fights. We get along. Hell, we, we welcome the Dallas Cowboys into town with open arms. That's how friendly we are. Uh, you guys are, there's something wrong with your team. If that's the, if that's the fifth base, you got there. All right, that's hey, bad. hey, Raider that's Greg, bad. you are, you are a good sport. Give me a final score in this week. Texans, how many? Raiders, how many? Oh, that's a tough score. I don't think we're doing so hot, but I think we're probably going to win by a field goal. That's what I'm going to think. Yeah, and now you're, and now you're high. Now, sir, now, not only you're a probation officer, but you're also smoking something on my show. Can I call you back after the game? Will you take my call? Mm, probably not, no. All right, you know what, Raider Greg? Because you're such a good sport, you can call okay, us. Well, you can call on Monday. Is that a fair deal? I will call you on Monday, regardless of the score. Uh, you know what? You won't be calling Monday because you'll be speaking to your the local authorities because you'll probably say something and get you in trouble. <laughs> no, my friend, but I will call you, and I appreciate it. All right, if you, if you answer my call, thank you. All right, buddy, have, have a good weekend. I appreciate there the you time. have it, Raider Greg calling from Berkeley, the most liberal city in America with lots of criminals just a handful of miles away. Good late morning to you and welcome to a Monday edition of the Matt Thomas Show on Sports Talk 790. Who predicted the Texans for the first two weeks of the 2014 season would be off to a 2-0 start and first place all by themselves in the American Football Conference South? First of all, there were plenty of things that really went right for the Texans. Arian Foster was really, really good yesterday. I mean, exceptionally good. Ryan Fitzpatrick, for the second consecutive week, did not make any serious blunders. Uh, in fact, he probably was better yesterday than he was against the Redskins, when you think about it. The offensive line protected him, kept him upright, and opened up enough holes. Arian Foster with a big day. The defense took advantage of uh, several turnovers, turned him into points, and then using J.J. Watt as a tight end resulting in six was just pure genius. So I say all that knowing that the most important thing about the game Sunday was the Texans kicked some serious ass. The one thing I must tell you, and I think you guys know this because you're smart football fans, the Oakland Raiders, pretty safe in saying, are the worst football team in the National Football League. I mean, when you all watched that game yesterday, did you look around and go, God almighty, they suck. They couldn't hold on to the football. Derek Carr was theoretically, while again, uh, I don't believe he was sacked in the contest, uh, running for his life. It wasn't like he could sit back there for an hour and a half. Um, It's a futile effort. Drop passes. It was a bad football team that looked like they had no creativity as an offense and had no clue defensively what the Texans were going to do. Thank you, Oakland, for sucking as bad as you are. I want to hear from you right now at 713-212-5790 as your Texans are 2-0. How many of you had this team at 2-0? How many of you were surprised? I will put myself in that category. I thought the Texans through two weeks we're going to be 1-1. One and one. I thought the Redskins were going to win this game this past Sunday. And then yesterday, the Raiders are terrible. And the Texans expose them for how bad they are. Turnovers not uh, you know, being one thing. Second, the team's, you know, Houston's not a great football team, but significantly better than a team that might struggle to win three games in 2014. To the phones we go. I want to get a couple other folks in, including Raider Greg, Berkeley, California. How the hell are you, Raider Greg? Well, I'm not so good today, but the sun is shining. How are you today? You know what? I have not taken one shot at your fan base at all 
or that upper deck that was covered up. It, it's just not any fun because, A, you were such a good sport on Friday, and, B, your team sucks. I mean, I, I don't know what else to tell you. Oh, you, you don't have to tell us. Trust me, we're well aware of the team. We have issues, and yes. But, like I said, it's the team is a team, but the fan base that you were bashing before, listen, there are plenty of Texan fans there. I tried to get a couple of them to call in because they live here, and they were having a great time. I asked every one of them, hey, man, how do you feel about that? Oh, this is the best place. You guys are the best fans. So I'm just saying, you know, as a sports guy, give the fans a break. Now, the team sucks. I totally agree. Here's what I'm going to do for you. Next time the the Texans play the Raiders, which will be in San Antonio by then, I will go to the game. Is that fair? Oh man, I'd love to see that happen. If it's happening there in 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 Houston, I'll go there. But if it's over here, I'd love for you to come over. I will, you know what? I love the Bay Area. I do. I will. I will. I will make this promise to you, RG. May I call you RG? That yeah, uh, that I will be at the next Raiders Texans game. Now again, I may need Secret Service to back me up, but I will be there for sure. <laughs> well, that would be a pleasure. I'd love to host you. Thank Good. you. Good. So All right, buddy. Take. Thank you. Have a great week, uh, Raider Greg. Sorry about your team. I mean, I really am sorry. Because, look, we know what it's like to suck. We, this city was 2-14 and 14 last year, ladies and gentlemen. This, you know what Raider fans are going through. The only difference is we didn't realize at 2-0 and 0 that 14 straight weeks of suck was coming. Fortunately for Raider Greg, he knows what's coming for the next 14 or so weeks. And it's probably going to be two to three win stops. But he'll have the top pick in the draft. Got to find something to bonus. The guy turned out to be okay. Just stereotypically entertaining his his fan base. He's entertaining them, pumping them up. Well, just like I do for us. <laughs> Same thing. Believe it or not, the last two games were the last two real winnable contests for the Oakland Raiders. They were slated to be the possible ones that we could win. This game, with the Texans being a for sure a home game, home opener, there must be some emphasis on this particular game in front of the home crowd. Not. I'm just going to sum this game up right now. This game and the game before were lack of effort on all sides of the ball. There is no drive. There's no passion. There's no zip in this team whatsoever. I don't know where it's supposed to come from. Coaching, I mean... I don't know, the zen, the zen of the locker room. I don't give a crap. The Raider Nation has been suffering with buffoonery for 11 freaking seasons, and this was like the turd on top of the ice cream. I mean, you couldn't ask for more of a shithole of a game than this. If you had planned to fuck up the Raider Nation early in the season, you couldn't have made a better story. Well, as far as I'm concerned, I want to forget this season. We're 0-2, and it's ugly from here on. So let's just buckle up because we're on this fucking roller coaster, and let's see where it takes us. That's what I think about this game. Woodson said it the best. Carr is a classy guy. He has heart. He's going to put this on his shoulders. Man, he doesn't deserve this bullshit. And that is all I have to say about that.
It's official. We have it up. It's up and running right now. Can you hear it? That's right. That is the Regiment Kenzie Dennis Allen career dissipation clock on the wall. We've got it set. We've got both their faces right on the face of the clock, and we're counting down the minutes until the lowly, dusty projector is hauled out to the press conference and the silver and black boot kicks Allen and McKenzie's ass. Seriously, Raider Nation, I'm I'm being very serious right now. Three seasons, two drafts, $50 million. Don't even tell me that the buffoons in the office deserve a shot, a chance, an extra minute to pack up their pencils and briefcases and get the fuck out of Alameda. The buffoonery in Oakland, the lies, you know, the, the, uh, I'd love Randy to find the very first clip of Dennis Allen when he took the job and Reggie McKenzie on the plan to rebuild the Raiders. Because I'm pretty sure it is a far stretch, uh, from the last game we played. That's a fact. And we're going to do everything that we can to make you proud of the type of team that we're going to put on the field. Because we are going to put a team out there that is going to play with passion, that is going to play with emotion, that is going to play with discipline, that is going to play the game the right way with a respect for the game and a respect for the people that have played the game before them. The vision for the future of the Oakland Raiders is going to be just that. It's going to be a tough, smart, disciplined, committed football team. See, you don't win football games in the National Football League by talent alone. There's a lot of other things that go that are a part of that. And those are the things that we're going to develop and those are the things that we're going to preach on a day-to-day basis to our players. Because we do have talented players. We have enough talent in, in, in our team to compete for a championship. And that's what our goal is going to be every year. We've got to play smart. We've got to play tough. We've got to play discipline, and we've got to be committed to doing the things that it takes to win in the National Football League, and those are the things that we're going to do. On offense, I know a lot of you guys probably want to know, hey, what's your, what's your offensive philosophy? What are you going to do here? How are you going to play defense? What are you going to do there? I'm going to sum it up real quickly for you guys, all right? On offense, we're going to be up-tempo. We want to be fast. We want to be aggressive. You'll hear me use that word a lot, aggressiveness, and I think that's critical in the, in the game of football. We want to be fast. We want to be up-tempo. We're going to be able to run the football and run the football solidly so we can stay ahead of the chains on first and second down. Okay, And we're going to be explosive in the passing game. We've got those weapons in place to be able to do that. And that's what we're going to do. On defense, again, I've, I come from a defensive background. And my mentality has always been and always will be that we're going to be an aggressive attacking style of defense. Okay, we're going to be an aggressive attacking style of defense that built, built on stopping the run okay, and getting after the quarterback. And those are the things that you have to do defensively to be successful in the National Football League. And finally, on special teams, our coverage units are going to be fast and aggressive. Guys, I can't tell you how excited I am about the opportunity to be a part of the Oakland Raiders and to be the 18th head football coach of the Oakland Raiders. It's a new beginning for us. We're moving forward. 
And I'm excited about the opportunity. I'm excited about the, the things that Mr. Davis is doing. I'm excited about the things that Reggie McKenzie is doing. And this is a team that's going to be committed to winning in the future. You hire a coaching staff, Reggie, and then you fire four of the main coaches the next season. What kind of what kind of manager does that? Because that's not setting up for success. Oh, and by the way, you get rid of our young talent that's developed right here in Oakland, ship them off somewhere else, and then bring in a bunch of guys with experience, veteran knowledge, and championship rings that are late in their career, and evidently they don't have shit left over. And that was all in a move of desperation to win this year. So you set yourself up for victory this season. And then the part of the ball that should be, must be, the strongest emphasis, which was, as far as money goes and draft picks, is the defense. And it sucks ass. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. But Dennis Allen shows no emotion. I mean, to me, he's just not even involved. And his players mirror uh, his demeanor. Um, and they didn't he, last he year. The they didn't last year. Last year they I swarmed they to the did. ball. Last, yeah, last year they played with fire. Dennis Allen was the same guy. I, I'm so tired of hearing you, you, need, you just need somebody who's going to yell and get excited and stomp up and down. And that's going to be the difference. And the Raiders are going to be fine. Raiders have everything they need. They just need a they just need a head coach who cares. They just need a head coach who yells. That's all you need. I just look. Dennis Allen's going to take the fall, and it, so much of this is the the image of a guy on the sideline. Like that is uh, Chip Kelly last night has an explosive, dynamic offense. That team came back on the Colts. They struggled in the first half. Did you see Chip Kelly going ballistic on anybody? Was he grabbing anybody by the shoulder pads and getting in their face? Was he? Did you see one instance? Mike Tomlin with the Pittsburgh Steelers, who I think is as fiery and, and, and emotional, I think his players buy into him, do you see him and look at the way they started? Do you you see him going ballistic on some? No, you don't. You don't. So this idea that you're on the sideline and your demeanor and he doesn't care, just stop it. It's so it's so tired and it's so not true and it's so simplistic. If you don't like what Dennis Allen is doing and you don't believe he's the head coach for this team, that's fine. If you're going to go to me and say he's not giving fiery speeches, talk to players sometime about the number of fiery speeches that, speeches that matter to them in the width and breadth of their career. There might have been one, maybe, maybe two, never more than three. You play 16 games in a season. This idea that some guy is going to inspire you by the words and that's going to get you to play well, that's not it. Let's go to Raider, Raider Greg in Santa Rosa. Go ahead, Raider Greg. Well, thank, thanks for having me, fellas. Let me say this. It all starts with who's putting the ingredients in the stew, and that's Reggie McKenzie. And from the minute he came in, he was a rookie GM, 
The re- I don't know why he hired a rookie coach. What that all is about, I have no idea. He also signed off on Dennis Allen's first bunch of coaches. We lost four major position coaches the first year. This is entirely Reggie McKenzie's egg, and he needs to sit on it. Allen, you can't cook a stew with crap. You need to have the right ingredients. You need to have the right things to make it right. And he hasn't had a chance. I'm not saying he's a good coach. I wouldn't take him as a head coach. And the rah-rah thing is bull crap, too. You have to have a coach with the X's and O's. You have to have someone with a balance, a balance of yaya and a balance of strategic greatness because these players know what good plays are. But, I mean, but, but, hey, Raider Greg, I'm never going to forget this. You can't make a stew with crap. I'm never, ever <laughs> going to forget that. And that is on both of you guys. And I'm sorry, but it's a, it's time for the buffoonery in Oakland to be over. Now, I do not expect them to fire McKenzie and Allen at the same time in the middle of the season. I expect this to happen after the last game of the season The announcement should be short, it should be sweet, and we should be looking for championship general managers with experience along with coaches that have been to the show and that are ready and willing and able to take the Raiders to a different level and not just give us lip service and Kool-Aid. No thank you. We haven't heard shit from Mark Davis I do expect something from the ownership, maybe not, but it would surely give the Raider Nation pause and at least a chance to take a breath to know that the owner of the Oakland Raiders is not some guy sitting and sucking pina coladas in the Bahamas while the team goes down in a ball of flames. Mark Davis needs to make a statement, and he needs to make one pretty damn soon. I'm done ragging on these coaches. I've been doing it all season. But it is painfully obvious that we have wasted three years with these buffoons in Oakland. It's time to move on. And that is all I have to say about that. It's the stress factor. It's the stress factor. All right, my Raider brothers and sisters, I know. I've been hearing the cries in the night. (laughs) On the way home from the game, I can tell you right now the Raider Nation is hurting for certain. So today on this show, we are specializing in this. The suicide hotline, or better yet, just let it out, baby. That's a fact. That's the bone line, 1-800-620-7181, 1-800-620-7181. I'm telling you, man, you got to let this poison out. That's what I'm doing up in here right now. So check out our website, www.radernationpodcast.com. Randy does a great job with the news and stuff. We are on Facebook. Check us out. You know I'm ranting up in the house in there. So, who is our first patient of the day? Yes, my friend, what can we do to (laughs) heal your spirits? Oh, my gosh. 
We have Yega Rada. <laughs> I like it. From Spring, Texas. Well, my friend, this is the Suicide Hotline. What's happening? What's up, Raider Nation? Raider Greg. This is Jaeger Raider from Spring, Texas. A long-time listener, first-time caller. i got a few bones to pick. Now, since preseason started, every team we played has scored a fucking first-drive touchdown on us, and we still can't stop it during regular season. This is pathetic. And how the hell are you going to fumble the ball twice when you're rolling down the field? That's pathetic. And there's no way in hell John Gruden is going to come back and coach the Raiders. After we don't trade his ass, that's never going to happen. And how the hell does Darren McFadden, through the first two quarters, a guy touches him with his pinky finger, he falls to the ground. After a third quarter, he starts running like a man. Dude, he needs to step his game up, or we need to let him fucking go. That's, that's sad. I can run through bullshit like that. Then Derek Carr, he's doing great. He threw one bad interception this game versus the Texans. Eh, receiver could have turned around and actually went for the ball, but he didn't. So we need to get some good coaches. Dennis Allen needs to be fired. Defense coordinator needs to be fired. Office coordinator needs to be fired. Actually, fire them all and get a whole new squad of coaches because we suck at coaching right now. Jaeger Raider out. Well, Jaeger Raiders suffering, <laughs> suffering the ill effects of a beatdown by the hands of the Houston Texans. This man is right in the middle of all of it. You got to put your heart out to this guy. <laughs> and anybody else in Texas, like Houston Raider Steve, and let's see, who else? Obi-Wan Raider, but I know he don't take no crap. That's for sure. All right. The next patient, please. Raider Greg. This is Raider Hater Candy. The score right now, I think, is like 30, 30 to 14. Oh, my God. What what happens? What happens? What's wrong with you guys? What, I, don't, I don't understand. What is It's been like, what, tw- like 10, 12 years now? 10, 10, 12 years, I think, now? Jesus, like, I just feel, I was so bad for you guys, but not really, not really. <laughs> Raider, hater, candy. Well, honey, here, you've called the right phone line because here's your advice. You need to come out of the closet. We know that you're wearing silver and black panties. I know you do. You love it. That's why you're here, honey. Just let it out. We are all here, and we will listen. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Rada Hata. Gosh, it's nice to know that we still got somebody hating us and not feel sorry for us. That's for sure. And our next caller sounds a little down. He's from Colorado. Jose, just let us know how you're feeling, bro. Hey, Raider Greg, this is first-time caller Jose Barella from Longmont, Colorado. Yeah, like Charles Winston said, we're not very good right now. Our team sucks. Um, 
I just, uh, I don't embarrass myself, and I'm here in the middle of a hostile country, you know, donkey country. But, hey, I still wear my silver and black. Um, thoughts on the game against the Houston Texans? Receivers need to hold on to the ball, man. Uh, I don't know. Um, Carr played pretty damn good. Our defense, where was our defense, man? They, they fucking forgot to show up or what? What's the deal with that, man? No pressure, no no nothing. I mean, some of these guys can't do it all by themselves. It's all a team effort, man. Shit, and we got New England fucking next. Man, we, I don't know. I just don't know. But, hey, Raider Nation for life, man. I stick with them, win or lose. Till I die, I bleed silver and black. Raider Greg, I'm out, man. Just tired of it. We are all feeling that way, brother. There's something missing on a Monday morning after a shellacking and a performance that is so lacklustered, it just doesn't bring words to mind. You're not alone, brother. Just let it out. I'm glad you called because everybody is there. All right, our next caller. A most disturbed and for quite good reason. <laughs> ah, Raider. Obi-Wan Raider. <sighs> What's up, Raider Nation? Obi-Wan Raider here calling in from Magnolia, Texas. All right, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Nation. A couple quick hits. Offensive line looks much, 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 much improved versus the first game against the Jets. Aside from the one time when J.J. Watt came clear and thankfully had enough class as a player not to demolish their car because he could have fucking lit him up like a Christmas tree. Well, offensive line did much better. McFadden, that was the most aggressive running I've seen out of Run DMC in fucking years. I would like to see the Tigers Murray get some more touches, but McFadden looked violent, angry, like when we first got him. And, I mean, he was punishing people. When he ran over to the safety, that was fucking awesome. Defense. What is that in Oakland exactly? Because I haven't fucking seen it. You have flashes in the pan like throwing water on hot grease, but where's the fucking consistency? I'm sorry, I've been a big Miles Burris fan, and you know that, Raider Greg, but he is not a Mike linebacker. He needs to stay weak side, strong side. Hell, put Kaluka Mayave in there, at least you got more of a history playing the Mike linebacker role and does a better job with the protections actually being an assistant for about three years now. The game plan, or lack thereof, by Olsen was fucking pathetic. I haven't seen anything that super vanilla besides the bed and breakfast Tom guy we had a couple of years back. Where's the pizzazz? Where's the zip? Where is taking advantage of the strength of your players? Marcel Reese's touches are fucking unheard of. I haven't even seen them. I've seen him blocking. You have the best tight end in the game, and you're not using them. Flex his ass out more. Put him in the slot. What happened to the passes to McFadden? We need to get rid of Greg Olson, period. You need to either put Al Sanders, the senior offensive assistant, back as the fucking OC, or um, fucking promote Tony Sperano as the offensive coordinator. The shit he came up with with the Dolphins for the Wildcat and the other formations where they beat the Patriots' ass, he did a pretty good job. Dennis Allen, I'm sorry. But fucking Mr. Monotone, 
Mr. I've been fucking taking 18 downers before I take a press conference, that motherfucker's got to go. I'm sorry, dude. He's got to fucking go. Your head coach should have some type of fire. Fucking James Jones drops not one fumble, but two fumbles on the same fucking play. That's the shit you expect from a rookie. You're a veteran, dude. Earn your fucking money. I don't want to hear the Jets had a tough defense. They're number one against the run, da 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 That shit wouldn't work for it as an excuse for the Raiders in the 70s. It wouldn't work for the excuse for the Raiders in the 80s. Bullshit, you're in the paycheck just like every motherfucker on the Jets team, dude. You're making more than some of the people. Earn your shit. I'm tired of hearing shit from these bullshit-ass fucking Houston fans. But you know what? I will give one thing to the Houston fans. They got a player that's absolutely right. That's J.J. Watt. The fucker just got a $100 million contract the very next day. He's in the fucking weight room at 3 o'clock and is walking over the facility trying to find someone to open up the weight room at 3 a.m. in the morning the day after getting a $100 million contract because he's working at his craft. James Jones, work your fucking catching the ball. Michael Rivera, work your stuff curling your fucking hair and catch the damn ball. Greg Olson, go, go fucking watch Madden for the PS4. It's more fucking creative than your play calls. What the fuck? I'm, I'm fucking tired of it, Greg, Greg, Randy. We've waited too fucking long, man. It looks like the same old bullshit. Then you got guys on the floor and so, oh, well, let's just wait to see if we can get the, the uh, Mike linebacker from USC or the defensive end from USC. Fuck next year. This fucking year, okay? No more fucking excuses, dude. Mark Davis, wake the fuck up. Allen is not working out. Olsen is not working out. All these high-priced veterans on the defensive line, they still haven't come together. You see flashes from C.O. Moore. Mack, you see flashes. Woodson is the only one fucking doing well. And what about Tyvon Branch? Where the fuck is he since the injury? You don't see him anywhere. Mark, wake up. It's time for a change. Saunders, Sperano, move Tarver to... I honestly think Tarver is not doing a bad job. I think the guy can execute more, but I also think our defensive guru head coach, Chris Allen, is fucking with some of Tarver's schemes in the honor system. Wake the fuck up. Stop looking lost like a deer in the headlights. You look at the damn scoreboard. Raider, Greg, Raider, Randy, only one Raider. Out. Now that was an excellent rant. I love everything you said. We don't need to get any more coaches with the first name of Greg, Olsen, or Knapp. Either one blew ass. And you know what I mean. You don't want another coach named Olsen either. <laughs> Do we, Randy? And next person to relieve their stress, <laughs> Raider Jazz from Seattle, Washington. Let it out, brother. Uh, this is Raider Chad from Seattle, Washington. Darren McFadden looked like the only guy that was playing. Uh, the rest of the team looked like crap. Uh, nobody can catch. Defense looks like crap. Can't stop the run. It was just... At least Seattle lost. That's all I can say. Man, Dennis Allen's going to be gone. I don't see us winning any more games. I think those are the only two games we had a chance to win. I, we're not going to beat the Patriots. You know, we're not going to beat the Chargers. Not going to beat Denver. We're going to go 4-12 and again this year if we're lucky. Well, go Raiders. We're going to go 4-12 and this year if we're lucky. My friend, it looks like two or one wins 
unless things change. If there's a coaching change, we got a chance. If things stay the same way they are, we're going down, and we're going down hard. There's no doubt in my mind. Thanks for the call, bro. You got to love the man behind the orange curtain. That would be HD Raider from Orange County. I love this guy. What is up, man? Let it out, my brother. You know you got to. Raider, 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 Randy. HD Raider out here in Orange County. Uh, Raider fellow uh, brother and sister, you're not going to like what I'm about to say because I've been preaching it all year long, especially since last year. And Raider Greg, you didn't put me on last week because you don't want to hear what I got to say. But you know what? I don't give a fuck how many shitty-ass coaches you bring in. I don't give a fuck how many has-been players you bring in. I don't give a fuck what you change. This shit needs to change at the top. And it needs to start with Mark Davis. Sell that goddamn team. Somebody who has money, who has passion, is going to turn this shit around. Because he does not have it. I don't give a fuck what coaches you bring in. Because you know what? You're never going to get a village. You're never going to get Gruden back. You're never going to get a coward. Nobody wants to coach for this fucking pussy-ass organization. Quit fooling yourselves. They need new ownership. I'm out. Now that is a different twist. I haven't heard that one, but now I have. Well, maybe Mark should sell the team. Maybe he doesn't have it in him. I know he likes basketball. Maybe he should partner up with the Warriors. I don't know. But I do know this. Having money would be a great thing for this organization. It changed a whole lot going down in Oaktown. That's a fact. Good idea, brother. And our next caller, well, he don't need therapy. Well, maybe he does. Uh, I don't know for sure. <laughs> Just kidding, brother. Mikey Raider, that's right, man. The guy is off the chain. We were on a roundtable with him on YouTube. Check him out. Awesome blogger. What is going on, brother? M-I-C-K-E-Y-R-A-Y-D-E-R. Mikey Raider, that's right, from Raider Central. Want to give a shout-out to Raider Greg and Raider Randy. Thanks for being on the Raiders Roundtable a couple of weeks back. That was one of the most viewed roundtables we've ever had, and it was great. Raider debate. All right, the season is two weeks old. I've been hearing everybody ranting and raving, yelling, hashtag fire Dennis Allen, and whatnot. These are Mikey Raider opinions only. So they're 100% correct. We are who they thought we are. We are a veteran team with old players on their last leg. Getting a paycheck. Nothing new, nothing has changed. The defense is basically new, even though they think it's the third year with this regime. The defense is new. Again, most of the players are new, so they got new system, blah, blah, blah. The same thing with the young people on offense. A lot of new players, so it's a new system. This is not a three year team. But, that being said, what the fuck is going on? Do the Raiders care? Do they really? Because they're getting beat on both sides of the ball. The defensive line and offensive line look weak, like they're just showing up. 
The Raider players are acting like this is a job. You get it? If this is a job, they just show up, do their work, then they go home and they don't care. They collect a paycheck and jobs get repetitive. So they make mistakes and they don't care because there's no pride in what they do. That shield on your helmet, that shield on your chest should tell you that you need to play with every ounce of your being and play with pride. The greatness of the Raiders lies within its future. It's the statement from Al Davis. We keep making the same mistakes in our organization year after year. When is it going to stop? We hire these coaches and people keep saying, keep them, keep them. We need consistency. Well, what the hell is consistency in losing? Dennis Allen does not have a grip of this team. He is not ready to be a head coach. He might be a good defensive back coach, but he's not ready to be a head coach. That is clear in this third year. He doesn't know how to be a head coach, how to excite the players, how to get them motivated and be in their life as a motivator. The greatest coaches are motivators. They're not scheming coaches, meaning plays and stuff like that on defense or office. They're motivators. Leave the scheming up to the coordinators, the offensive and the defensive coordinators. A head coach needs to manage the team, manage emotions, manage their real life. Stop lying to us about injuries. Be forefront. Take responsibility. Be a man. Admit you're on the hot seat. And start fixing this shit. Get in people's faces and tell them, you're not doing a good job. You need to do better or we're cutting your ass. That's it. Raiders need to be held accountable. We buy their merchandise. We buy their jerseys. They should respect us and give us some victories on the damn field. This is Mikey Raider, and that's the truth. Very well said, brother. You know, the nation speaks with one voice. For the most part, there are still those who are drinking the Kool-Aid, and that's okay, too. Got to have those guys because they're the ones who drive the rest of us when we're in the mud like this. Thanks for the call, brother. And our next caller, a beautiful femme fatale of the Raider Nation. Of course, they are beauties. When they're wearing silver and black, that is. Miss Silver and Black, honey, please don't be so down. Things will get better. They're always better at the tailgate. <laughs> Smile. It's not that bad. Well, it can be. <laughs> What's up, girlfriend? Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Miss Silver and Black out in Orange County. I wish I had something positive to say, but this Sunday sucked. I mean, it was embarrassing. I can see why out in OC they don't even want to play the Raider games. We had to watch it on a tiny-ass screen with a bunch of us all packed in there. And, of course, we look like fools. Uh, Carr just, he sucked. I mean, there's no other way to put it. He doesn't have a, a good presence, and... Offense sucks. And, of course, no long passes, only short passes, just like last week. My thing is, 
you know, I watch other teams and everybody looks fluid. They throw the ball fluid. They move fluid. And the Raiders look like deer in the headlights every week. I don't know what the F is happening. They need to get together. They need a new coach. They need new management. They just need a whole brand new team. Sorry. Sorry to so negative, but that's all I got to say. Have a great week. Excellent call. And by the way, we all noticed that other games, I mean, you look at any other NFL game, even the bad teams have some type of rhythm. They've established what she said, something smooth. Moments where the team kind of glided through the game. We have yet (laughs) to glide anywhere but backwards. We have a terrible situation. It needs to be fixed. Thanks for the call, girlfriend. You are right on the money. And our next caller, yes, we have to let these feelings out because, well, they suck to hold them in. We have Raider Bray from L.A. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Raider Bray calling from L.A., driving on the freeway. All I've got to say, how can one team suck so bad for so fucking long? My God, where's the defense? Uh, I can't believe it. I'm thinking, you know, did you see what Carson Palmer did last week to the San Diego charge with Chargers? I think we should have kept Carson Palmer and we should have kept Mr. Bubbles, but that's then, this is now. Why can't we stop any fucking body from running down our throats? We got a bunch of good guys. What the hell's going on? Derek Carr's looking like a rookie. He's going to be good. And it was like the football follies. I can fumble twice on one play. Shit. You know, I've been a Raider fan since the Nixon administration, for God's sake. And, you know, ever since we had the commitment to excellence, we've been committing to sucking. Uh, you know, I just don't know what to say, but that was pitiful last night. And I know we're going to do something, but I, I don't see us winning more than two games this year. Sorry to say, but, uh, you know, I try to hold out hope. But just watching that first half, I I, 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 I. <laughs> What the fuck? Okay. Uh, this is Raider Bray from L.A. signing off. I believe the animal noise pretty much sums up the whole game. I, I was doing the same thing. You know, this game had a very eerie feeling and I I said to my wife I said you know what it just seems like it can't get any worse and then it does to the very last play of the game oh my gosh all right I'm having therapy myself next caller and our next caller is kind of the resident therapist here at the Raider Nation podcast (laughs) not me Raider Mystic is always optimistic. That's what he's talking about. Great fan. Great to see him at the home opener. No doubt it was a lot of fun. What's up, brother? Hey, what's up? Raider Nation podcast. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Mystic. Just got back home from a long, long weekend. Had a blast hanging out with the nation. One nation, under God, indivisible. And, you know, it was it was fun to see everybody. We had a blast. It was good to see you, Raider Greg. 
you know, I had to I had to walk my way back to to the Bad Boys of Barbecue just to see if I could catch catch a couple of people back there. The couple of people I wanted to see were right there in the spot uh, that I I've seen you before. So awesome that uh, you got a spot that I can find you at and say hi. <laughs> and uh, yeah, big big egg man. Um, I couldn't believe what I was seeing on the field. And watching all the posts, and I just was stunned, literally stunned. And I come home, you know, after the long flight back home and all the money spent and everything, and I still have to watch the post game because I need some understanding. I need to, I need to hear from like the coach, from the players, what happened, why did it go so wrong, and who fucked up, and. uh it's one of those like unexplainable things. It's like a mystery. I can't believe it. No one can believe it. The players can't believe it. The coaches can't believe it. I'm watching the the follow up uh, stuff from like CN, CSN news, and I mean, Romanowski is using words like pitiful, disgusted. Charles Woodson's embarrassed, saying we suck. I mean, that's bad. It's a bad place, and uh, and uh, no one seems to really have the answer. So I don't know. I don't know what to do, but uh, I sure hope next week when we play the Patriots that there's a lot more fire underneath a lot of those asses because it reminded me of uh, Chris Rock. What happens when a tornado hits a sewage plant? It's a shit storm. And what I saw out on the field, sitting fourth row in the black hole, best seat I've ever had down there, was a shit storm. But on a positive note, one of the coolest things that's ever happened to me at a Raider game was this game, right before the game started, right there. Um in the black hole right on the first row hanging out and Bo Jackson comes walking by. I I didn't think Bo Jackson was there. Comes walking by giving people high fives. So I had the opportunity to reach out and give Bo Jackson a high five. And of course I, I screamed out at him. I was like, Bo knows ice challenge. Cause I saw him just do the ice challenge where they had like a, like a big dump truck, dump a bunch of ice on him. And he, he he looked back at me and laughed and gave me a little wink and pointed at me. So that was pretty sweet. I love Bo Jackson. Got to give the man a high five. Never got to meet him before. And that was just a, a random moment. So had a lot of fun still. I still, you know, it's it's hard to have hope after that. But I have to. I'm a Raider fan. And next week, they got a chance to... uh turn that frown upside down. I know it's going to be tough. I know we're playing a really tough team, but that's when shit happens. So we'll see. Go Raiders! That's the home opener, brother. There's all kinds of heroes around. It's a great time to see that stadium. It's a great time to see a game. It'd be better if the team knew it and could actually feel half the energy that was there at the stadium. For sure, brother. I hope we beat the Rats, too. The Patriots must go down. 
Somebody better show these guys what a super freak is because that's what they're going to need to be to beat the Patriots. And next we have Raider Todd in Long Beach, California. What's going on, man? You know, you got to let it out. It's poison. Hey, what's up, Raider Greg? This is Raider Todd in Long Beach. And uh, just calling in, just watch the game, uh, you know, feeling uh, the same about it like everybody. And there was a moment when the Raiders broke my heart this week. I think it was 17 nothing when the James Jones double fumble happened. And this was a player who is, I'd say, a respected player, a guy that's a reliable guy, and just, it was one of the most ridiculous kind of NFL follies plays I'd ever seen. And it came on the back of the kick fumble by um, MJD the week before. And I was like, really, this is what's going to happen. The moment I saw that, I knew the game was over. And it was like, it just made me think, how far have we come in three years uh, with Reggie and DA? It's like, if you think about it, it's like, what have we, what have we done? What, what's the only thing? It's like, okay, first draft, we could draft players, and he drafts DJ Hayden. He drafted a cornerback. When he had the number three pick overall, he drafted this corner who has played probably five games. And a corner is only going to get good after about three years. It's never going to turn your team around. And then they got rid of Carson Palmer, who if you watched him play for the Cardinals and you watched him play for the Raiders, he was the best quarterback we had since Gannon. I'm not saying he was the greatest of all time, but he kept us in the games and he kept us fighting back when our defense screwed up. He would come back and throw for 150 yards in the fourth quarter and actually keep us in the game. The quarterbacks they signed, Matt Schaub, Matt Flynn, okay? They made horrible decisions there. The only good decisions they've done is getting uh, Matt McGloin and C.O. Moore pretty much through the draft. I can't think of any other draft pick since they've been able to draft that they've done, okay? And maybe Rob pulling Rob Streeter uh, as an undrafted free agent. But still, Rod Streeter, who is probably the number one receiver on our team, w- would be a number three on even the most average team in the NFL. Right? They hired Greg Knapp, which was a horrible idea. Um, they had $70 million to spend this year. And I'm not trying to bitch, Greg. I'm just trying to be honest. It's $70 million to spend this year, or maybe you know, 63 or something. And they look better after the last two games last year when they had no money. And I'm watching this game, and I'm just sitting there like, they can't stop anybody on defense. On offense, it's just three and outs over the last couple weeks. And then this week, when they looked a little bit better, they're moving ball down the field. They dropped it half the goddamn time. (sighs) You know, there was a brief spark of McFadden where I kind of saw the old guy in there, but it it was disappointing. And then after all that, you see something that looks like the same team from last year when they had nothing going for them. This year they had draft picks. They had money. You figure we'd at least look a little bit more impressive out there, but they look exactly, probably worse. And then I'm sitting there and I'm watching them play on a baseball field. Okay, Raider, we got we to really get this together, Raider Nation. We're looking, they're playing on a baseball field in the NFL. The league that makes $9 billion a year, and they're sitting there, they're treading on the baseball field with the tarps up, okay? It's, it's, just, it's just kind of depressing, you know? And I love the Raiders because they're not the 49ers. 
They're not the team with the $1.3 billion stadium that if you look at all luxury boxes, you can't take your family to the game. The Raiders have always been, since I was a eight-year-old, going to the L.A. Coliseum as a kid, uh, my dad taking me to the L.A. Coliseum and going to games, and they were the blue-collar team. They were the team that was for everybody. They were the team where you went through the game and you saw people of every race, every ethnicity, and everybody just came there to root on the Raiders, and the Raiders meant something outside of football. They were mavericks. They were about doing it your own way. They were about this, uh, I don't know, it was, it's this other, everybody knows who's listening to my voice, what the Raiders mean, and that's what they meant to me. And now to sit and to see it come to this level where it's just like, it's, it's like, I don't want to say it, you know, because I don't, I don't want to upset the people I respect that love this team as much as I do, but it's looking pathetic out there, you know, and, and Greg, I want it to get better. You know what? Next week they're going to play New England, and by the time Saturday rolls around, right I get, get so excited to watch this team play, but man, it is really heartbreaking, and for all the good people that love this team, I think we deserve something more, and I don't know where the answer is. Is it with Mark Davis? Is it with the coaching staff? Is it with the, the, the city to help get us better facilities with the, with, you know, with the, uh, the help of, of Davis and everybody? I just don't know the way it's supposed to go. But Greg, you know, I, I love all the guys that call on this phone line and all the guys that support this team because people who have uh, kept <laughs> you know, dealing with this pain over the years, this is the first time it's really just really grinding me down, you know? Um, but for everybody who's stuck with this and everything, I, when I see a fellow fan, like the guys I was sitting next to in the bar today in Lakewood, California, or Long Beach, actually, in Long Beach, uh, it was just like, it was this pain, but for some reason I knew that next week I'm going to go out to that game and I'm going to go, Derek Carr is going to be a little better. Cleo Mack's going to be a little bit better. Maybe we'll have something going, but man, this week, it, it really just hit me that things have not gotten one lick better since Al died. So, Thank you, Greg, for uh, for doing this show, and uh, hopefully everybody can empathize. All right, this is Raider Todd from Long Beach. Oh, do you see how Raider Todd laid it out, and very emotionally, if I may say, and that's how personal this is. That's how personal it is for us, man. You can get physically freaking ill after something like this. It's weird. But it's true, and, uh, well, we all feel you, brother. I hope you feel better. <laughs> That's all I could do. Here comes the big F-bomb from Raider Sid. That's right, the desert Raider. What the fuck was that? Raider Nation is Raider Sid, the desert Raider. Son of a bitch. Another fucking beatdown. We suck. We look like shit. Dennis Allen, pack your motherfucking bags. You're gone. That's all I got to say. And all you motherfuckers that have these two-year contracts, no, they're fucking one-year. Because you're sucking ass as well. No pressure on the fucking quarterback again. No fucking running game again. Well, in the third quarter, McFadden started really ripping off some big runs, but too little, too late. Fucking James Jones showed up and played, but he had that fucking blooper reel. How the hell do you fumble twice in one fucking play? You know, that's going to be the highlight for this week is that play right there. To go along with last week's NJD clothesline, punt it back to car play. 
We're looking like the joke of the fucking league. Again, even worse. Even worse this year than last year. You know, all these guys that we got in free agency, they're sucking ass. They really are. They they are fucking horrible. Now, I think Reggie's job is going to be on the line as well because this shit ain't working. This coaching staff ain't fucking working. The players aren't fucking doing the job. No one's flying around on defense. Defense is all reactionary. Fucking the offenses are dictating whatever they want to do against us. They just run the ball right down our fucking throats. We have no resistance whatsoever. And our offense looks like shit. Carr is the only bright spot, really. And once again, James Jones did have a fucking good game, but that one fucking freak play, that fucked us. So, so no, you suck too. The whole fucking team sucked. So, it's going to be a long fucking season. Real fucking long. God damn it. All right, Raiders, try to show up for a fucking game. All right? This is Raiders Sid. I'm the fuck out of here. Now, I know Raiders Sid feels better. I know I do. <laughs> Man, this is some jacked up shit. And next, a very familiar caller, my good brother, Raider D from the IE. What's up, man? Yes, it was great to meet you at the tailgate, brother. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is your boy, Raider D from the IE. I was checking in, man. Hey, Greg, it was a pleasure meeting you over at the Bad Boys Barbecue. Uh, you guys had it going on down there. And um, also meeting uh, my boy, Raider Mystic. Pleasure meeting you guys, man. I had a great time out there, home opener. Too bad the team didn't show up. You guys did, but the fucking defense sure as hell didn't. Um, I don't think I've said this yet. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and break a, a, a long-held tr uh, tradition. Time to fire the head coach. I'm not a real big shit talker about my team, but these guys did not play for this guy, and this guy's not a fucking coach. He's not a coach. I mean, we had turnovers, fumbles. Oh, my God. James uh, uh, Jones, whatever the fuck. Come on, man. But our defense didn't come to play. Um, all these guys, Greg uh, uh, McKenzie, you, you hired them. Your offensive coordinator sucks. Your head coach sucks. Your defensive coordinator is not getting it done. You know, I, I think we're going to have a full shakeup. Uh, and it should come sooner than later. I say you get rid of uh, Dennis Allen now. Maybe you can get somebody who they, they're willing to play for, salvage some of this season. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, I don't want to sit here and bitch and moan too long. Once again, pleasure meeting you guys. Hey, I'll be in the Bay for a while. Any home game they play while I'm here, I'm going to be there. Um, if you live in Oakland, uh, look me up. I'm on uh, Greg's page. Uh, you know, on his, his friends list. I am on all the groups. Uh, I I want to get out and hang out with the Raiders, man. So I'll let your boy. Raider D and I'm out. Another Raider fan that's gone to a game. Now he, he knows. I mean, he, our barbecue, he was there. It was off the hook. A lot of good fans, a lot of good friends. And, yeah, we did show up. And the team, uh, well, you know, 
here we are. So it's a long ass roller coaster ride. Let's just hope it's not always going down. And in all seriousness, this next caller, uh, my very good and well-respected brother, uh, he, he uh, he's a submarine guy. That's how I call him, the surface reader. Great takes from this man. Hey, you're really great, great nation. Um, this is the surface reader. I haven't called him for a while. I've, I've been listening, not speaking. Um, and uh, having kept my powder dry through pre-season when I had my reservations, I have been <laughs> shocked and appalled by how badly the first two games have gone. Um, I think it's now time to take stock of where we are, um, and it's time for some changes. Some changes need to happen. Um, I have been against, up to now, um, rapid changes in the coaching staff because I think continuity is important. However, uh, I now think we need to change the coaching staff because one of the things I liked about the start to last season was that the Raiders came out as a well-coached, well-disciplined team. Um, and particularly on defence, they executed well, and then they ran out of roster. Um, they didn't have enough healthy bodies to make it happen. This time, actually, I think we've got a better quality of, of players in there, and it's a fucking shambles. And when that happens, there is only one person who carries the can as their coach. Um, you can question what Reggie's done, and I'd be the first to do that. When you look back through draft classes, um, he's you know he's a gambler, and <laughs> you look back a couple of years, we drafted a guy who played a year of football uh, as an offensive lineman, and that's really not paid off that well so far, although it might. Um, we drafted a guy who hadn't played football for a year, and the last time we did nearly fucking died. Um, that hasn't worked out too well. Those are your two, two draft picks gone. Um, this year, actually, may have worked out a bit better. So I keep Reggie in there, and I give him another shot at the coaching staff. But he's on warning. Um, I think unless some kind of miracle happens and we kick the Patriots' ass uh, this time round, it's we need a mid-season coaching change because this this is not acceptable. And that's that is a final line under it. This performance is unacceptable, and somebody needs to sit down and say, "Fellas, this." is unacceptable. Now, I like what Charles Woodson said. He's banged it to rights. There are enough players in there saying it, but the coaches need to make it fucking happen. Um, and I'm normally the last person to point the finger at the coaches, but in this case, I'm pointing the finger at the fucking coaches. The team that's come out now is a fucking shambles. Now, I know loads of other people could go off the about this, so I'm not going to keep the arse out of it. That's all I've got to say. Um, this is the surface raider. It's 14 games left to play. There's plenty of time to turn it around. Um, but right now, if anyone out there has got a gun, go and use it. Surface radar, I'm out. He did not mean that last part about a gun. <laughs> this is the hotline, however. So we don't want any of that, that shit to go down. <laughs> I love your take, man. And yes, the coach is suspect and a general manager, and where do we go from here? I mean, the silence is deafening from Alameda. I mean, <laughs> Mark has to say something. I could not wait for this call, and neither could you, because this is my very good friend. I love this guy. I love his takes. He is really, truly Raider Nation. 
That's right. Strike the music, Randy. This is Money Man has spoken. Radar. You, this money man has spoken. Well, there we go, Red Nation. Two games that I thought we had a realistic chance of winning at one time. But as we can clearly see now, that was not the case. I said long ago that we should have pulled out a projector on Dennis Allen and booed his ass the fuck out of here. But there was some that wanted Dennis Allen still here. And don't have to say who they were, but we know. And he still run the show, run this team into the abyss. The Texans, a 2-14 and 14 team last year, came to the black hole and whooped the shit out of us. It's no excuse. When they got the wrong players, let all the players that were worth a damn go. Valdir, Houston, Jennings, Proud. Yeah, I said Proud. If you had given him a fair chance, like the Jets did with Geno, let him run the whole year. Let him go through the bumps and bruises of being a starting quarterback in his first year, just like we're doing with Carr right now. He's going through the same bullshit. Should have done that last year with Proud, and he could have had a year on his belt, and we could have been going with him this year. But the other guys, Valdir, Houston, the best players on our team last year, on other teams, winning games. We bring in old grizzled-up veterans, washed out, Tuck, Woodley, Ninja, Assassin, Pen, and what they doing. Not a goddamn thing. We can't stop nobody on defense and can't even produce a running game at all on offense. But, hey, now you see. Called it. 0-2, and now we got to go to Foxborough <laughs> of all places. Thinking you gonna win? <laughs> Come on, man! There's no fucking way we're gonna go to Foxborough and win a goddamn thing. Not the way this team looking right now. And then on to London, and that's where we need to drop Dennis Allen bitch ass off in the fucking Atlantic. <laughs> then we might have a chance to actually win. But uh, it's. Maybe we might get lucky and win a game, to be honest with you. Look at that schedule. We got to play Cleveland. Cleveland actually winning games. We got to play Buffalo. We thought we could win those games. We're not going to beat them either. And then our own damn division, and then the NFC West. Come on, people. We're going to build a lion like 0-16 this year. Nothing. Nothing. So unless a team just lay down and have all kinds of injuries out the ass, we're not going to win a goddamn game this year, people. So prepare in 2015 to be picking number one overall in the draft. And saying that, Raider Greg, Raider Nation, I'm out. I surely agree with all that you said about losing our young talent. That 
is not only Dennis Allen, that's Reggie McKenzie. I mean, we need to clean the whole toilet, not just the water. We need to scrub the sides, get it all done, and flush like a mofo. Because I'm tired of it, and I am not going to be surprised if we go winless this year. If we play the way we played, I have no doubt about it. Thank you, brother. And our next caller, very, very cool, longtime listener. I love this man. He's a good dude, great family, just a great personality. My good friend, the Double X Raider. What's up, man? What's going on, Raider? Great, great, Randy and the Raider Nation. This is the Double X Raider. Hey, man, I'm sitting back in the cut watching things develop, and I'm sad to say. That is not looking good for the home team. Now, this debacle we put on this past Sunday with the Houston Texans, man, I was embarrassed, just like Seawood. I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. Of course, my phone was blowing up from fellow comrades that wanted to let me know how good my team was, which is okay. You know, hey, with the, with the, with the, with the sorry play goes the spoils, man, of being on this side of the fence. But one day we will rise up. Now, I must say, you know, I, initially I did like the changes on defense or the additions on defense. However, it was too many guys. And for them to mesh and come together with the limited practices that, that's now allowed by the NFL, I knew it was going to be tough. But I was had hopes because last year we kind of put it together. They ran out of gas. It wasn't deep enough. All the excuses we normally hear. So I said, maybe we can turn it around now. I don't think the defense is going to be any good anytime soon because I think what's going to happen is I think those guys are going to start to believe the hype or non-hype, I should say, that they do suck, um, and they can't get together. They can't start the run, man. Everybody was killing them. Even the coach ran for like 55 yards on them, I believe. And I might be mistaken. It might have been more than that. But uh, some positives. I do like Carr at QB, just kind of like everybody else. I do like Carr, man. The guy's got potential. He's solid in the pocket. He's got a hell of an arm, and he can read the defenses. The guy is way, way advanced, more advanced than I think anybody realized and knew. I just hope you don't ruin him by making a coach change. And I say that with a big swallow because we probably do need to make a coach change. And if you know if you make a coach change – you know, the assistant coaches are going to follow and fall in line. So, in a way, it's a double-edged sword. You know, we want to get rid of Allen because I'm tired of that motherfucker being on the sideline with no expression, good, bad, or indifferent. But if we lose the coaches on the offensive side of the ball, which I hope we don't at least, you know, it's tough, man, at least, at least for another year because what's the worst thing you can do to a rookie quarterback? after year one, scrap the system and come and change to a new system. So if they can, however, if they can do that without major changes to the offense and just a couple of tweaks here and there and make it better where he doesn't have to learn an entirely new system, then I'm all for it. Um, I don't want to continue losing just like the rest of us, believe me. I'd rather, I'd rather make a coaching change if we got to do it and bite the bullet, but I don't want us to lose the first damn good quarterback we've had in decades. You need to give Latavius Murray the ball more. 
230, 6'3", that's a bad man. Put him, give him the ball. Jones Drew is too small to play football or play starting running back. Put him on the, put him on the edge, be a, a little hybrid wide receiver, kind of like how Sproles is used and those type of offenses, and let it go. I'm going to New England this weekend to watch my boys get pounded by New England. <laughs> I was told not to wear my jersey. I said, fuck you, I'm <laughs> wearing my shit. And uh, I'll take a go along with it. But uh, Lady Greg, Lady Randy, man, the podcast is always a blast, man. And hopefully next week we'll have a little more positive comments to say about our Raiders. This is Double X Raider, and I'm out. I love this man. Very cool, very calm, very collective. Not a lot of, you know, screaming and yelling like me. <laughs> but I love his wisdom. love where he comes from, man. Listen, Dennis Allen has got to go. And I think the coaching change, the offense will stay the same. Sprano will step in, I hope, because I think that's the kind of pop we're going to need out of this, this administration. I think staying with Allen's going to be a real turd on the top of the Sunday. I say Sperano's our coach by the bye week, if not before. I will be surprised if they don't make a move. They have to. They have to change something major. They have to shock something. They got to shock the monkey. They got to do something to shock this team into a, a, a sense of awareness. Okay, on another note, we will be in London for the game against the Dolphins. Swish the fish, you know, mangle the mammals. I always love those terms. We're going to be there. Uh, Crusader Raiders up in the house. I mean, it's going to be a crazy time. If you are going, check it out. UKBlackHole.com. Check out all the websites. There's stuff going down. There's things happening. There will be a bunch of the Raider Nation right there in London. Keith Smith is making it happen. He is the knight of knights. I'm telling you right now. So check it out. All of you are going. Check those websites, man, because there's events going down. You don't want to miss out. Here's my pregame for the Dolphins. Let's hope he plays some damn football. You know, I don't have much to say. What do you say at this point? Really, as fans, do you understand my position? I mean, how, how many times can I say the same thing or different ways to say the same thing? It's tough to be a Raider fan, whatever. We are loud. We are proud. We're going to show up, and I hope the super freak comes out in New England and punches them in the face, and we see an angry, mad, nasty football team that's pissed off and tired of having people point at them and tell them that they suck. Man, we're going to be gone to London, so the show's going to skip a week. So I hope you guys can hang, because I'm going to hang right there in the U.K. with my European brethren. It's going to be off the frickin' chain. I am Raider Greg, and I am out. <laughs>